Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affects all of us in and out of the ACB community. Wow, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another Sunday, and this is another Sunday edition. I'm Anthony Corona, your host, and I've got a great show for you today. Later on in the program, we'll be talking to Janine Stanley about all things IRA, whether it be social distancing and ways that IRA can help you achieve that, or holiday shopping, and we will preview our special holiday call with Janine Stanley, agents, and a few other special guests later on in the program. I also want to mention that tomorrow night we are kicking off our ACB Family Table of Events with a Thanksgiving preparation recipe swap featuring Sheila Young, of course, and Jean Johnson, who do such a great job with their recipe swaps. They're going to join me and maybe a hot other special guest. We're all coming with a great recipe, and then we're going to open it up to talk. Later on in the week on Wednesday, it is Diabetes Awareness Month, and if you didn't catch the live event on Monday, please go to podcasts on acbradio.org and check that out. Wednesday is an open community call. We'll have uh, diabetic educators, possibly a nutritionist, a doctor, and uh, the folks from Diabetics in Action to talk about where we are and where we're going. Also, get up and get moving. And that is pretty much the housekeeping that I have right now. I am pleased to say that I am joined by Tyson Ernst, and we're going to talk all things Tyson, ACB Radio, the Veterans Affiliate, his tech training calls, and get to know him a little bit. Tyson, welcome to Sunday Edition. Thanks, Anthony. It's a pleasure to finally get here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to finally have you here. So, you know, I'm going to go backwards. This past week was Veterans Day, and I think it didn't get quite the amount of um, attention that it would have gotten in another year because everybody is focused on COVID and the elections. But um, you held a pretty special call. You want to tell us a little bit about that and um, what's going on with the Veterans Affiliate? Of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah, last Wednesday, of course, was Veterans Day, 11-11. And I had been talking with some people about, you know, do you want to do a Veterans Day call? And I was trying to you know, come up with something of what we could do and how best to do that. Uh, I know there was a, a Memorial Day call back uh, in at the end of May. And there was some good reception for that about people coming in and talking about those who um, who had served and had given their lives for that. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and take um, and put on a call. And as, as the acting president of VIVA, which is Visually Impaired Veterans of America, I said, well, we can sponsor this. This is going to be our call. So I created an event called Thank You for Your Service. And instead of just making it a time of, of sharing and stuff like that, I figured we can also do some informational, some educational 
uh, properties for those of our of of who would be listening through podcasting and and that uh, about what services the VA has for blinded veterans. And the first hour of it, we talked with Stephanie Rood, who is uh, not only a member of uh, California Council, but she is also um, one of the computer assistive technology uh, trainers at the Long Beach Veterans Administration Blind Rehab Center. And her and I have had a long association going back to when I first lost my sight uh, 15 years ago. Uh, she was one of my trainers back when I first entered adult rehab. So having that connection was really nice. I tried to get a couple others, but sometimes getting responses from people in, in a pandemic situation is not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, but what we did was we brought her in and uh, she updated us on what the blind rehab centers for the VA are doing currently because the programs change over time, they adapt and evolve and say, okay, well, you know, these, this technology is no longer good or this technique is no longer good. We've updated it. So she talked to us about that. And um, then she talked to us about uh, which, which centers, because there are 13, um, there are 13 blind rehab centers across the country. She gave us an update on which ones are open and how long they've been open for, or even if they're open and when they plan to. And then finally, uh, we got uh, an update on how they're handling remote instruction of their, of their veterans and, and how they're working, how they're operating, including hers, which did reopen their doors to actual inpatient training. So, and then finally, she was able to answer uh, quite a few of the questions by people who were out in the community. So we did that, and that turned out to be phenomenal. Um, she's a very, very talented and, and knowledgeable person to speak on that, and I can't wait to have her back uh, come the future, and maybe we'll do something for a convention where we get another update from her as well as others across the VA spectrum. But then we open it up to something more intimate, a little more special. And this part did not get podcast uh, just because of the fact that it was more of a social event. Uh, but those who joined the call, and there were about 20 on that call. So it was, it was a good, um, a good reception to it. And we allowed people just to raise your hand and go ahead and share uh, a thank you for your service about those that mean something to them. So whether that be their husband or wife, or if that is their, you know, their mom, their dad, um, brother, sister, best friend from high school, you know, teammate on football, whatever it was, they were just, we said, you know, it's your time. It's your time to give thanks in the way you want to do it. And it turned out to be very, very nice and very touching. Um, there were a couple times when, you know, it was, it got a little emotional, <laughs> which is good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we had we had several veterans that were on that shared about their time in service and where they served and when they served and and uh, and I think you know for me personally, uh, it was good because I got to make some connections that I that I would not have made otherwise. Nice. So I remember, um, you know, around convention time, you know, it seemed it was for me, you know, I joined ACB in full force at the previous year's convention in Rochester. 
NRM convention, all of a sudden I seem to see Tyson, 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 Tyson everywhere. And one of the things um, that came across, of course, was you stepping into the acting presidency of Viva. And um, yeah, I wanted to get you on the show since then, but there's lots of things to cover, lots of, you know, and scheduling and all that. And so I'm really glad we finally made this work. But um, tell us about the state of Viva right now and some of the stuff you might be working on, how to contact, how to become a member, et cetera, et cetera, and where they can find the podcast if they are, if people are interested in going back and getting some of that great information. Okay, so so as far as um, let's go ahead and talk about about Viva and and the affiliate. So Viva, like I said, stands for Visually Impaired Veterans of America, and that is the Veterans Association uh, or affiliate rather of and for ACB. Uh, it was um, I honestly could not tell you when it was founded. Um, as I'm going back and learning all these things, some of the documentation um, is is uh, in the mist, so to speak. Um, but I'm tracking it down little by little. Um, I can tell you they've been around since at least 2003 because that's when the current constitution was last uh, accepted or adopted. <laughs> so that's okay. that's my uh, that's my earliest known documentation that I can that I'm that I've gotten that I've been successful in tracking down. Um, and and I know there's probably someone who knows this information and and can pass it along to me, and I would be grateful for that kind of stuff. Um, my degree and we are in, taking question or comments. So if anybody out there listening right now happens to know anything, please feel free to find the Zoom link on the radio list or the leadership list and uh, call in and let us know. Right. Sorry. And my, uh, no, quite all right. Uh, and my degree is in history and anthropology. So so therefore, like uh -huh. that kind of work is like fun for me. You know, that that's yeah. that's in my wheelhouse. So uh, but so I came to the affiliate. Um, I came to ACB in 2017 actually through my state affiliate through illinois uh, i had just moved here and i had previously um went to, went to the convention for for the other consumer organization and um just kind of felt that it wasn't it wasn't a fit for me it didn't didn't taste right to me so i i kind of stayed away and i i walked in here and i fell into the affiliate quite by action or quite by accident rather uh in looking for in looking for work so and we can touch on that later but um, in the meantime I said you know there's 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 got to be a veterans affiliate and um, so I went looking for that and found it and when I contacted them by email you know, I didn't hear anything for a little bit and then I get this this message back about two three months later saying oh yeah we're you know we're we're going through some changes right now we've lost some members and we're kind of rebuilding and would you like to get involved and I said of course uh, and, you know, we started, ta I started talking via email with David Dowland, uh, who we talked about, you know, potentially me joining up with the, the board to work on the, the constitution revision that was going on at the time and, and some other things. And then life happened as it tends to in the worst time possible. So I had to step back away from a lot of things, um, and kind of reconfigure. Yeah. Um, so that goes on through the winter and COVID comes along and pokes its ugly head into the mix and everything kind of shuts down and I get involved with the ACB community calls. I came onto that for one of those first conf, like I, I want to say I was on on the very first like Friday afternoon, come in and just let's check in with each other kind of a call before it was even called a coffee social. Yeah. Um, and uh got to go in there and those were kind of nice they were once you know they were like once a week every other you know every couple of days and and 
and uh, in the midst of that, in the first like you know couple weeks, uh, uh, getting to know Cindy and stuff, like she goes, "I got work for you. I got some plans for you." I sat back, said, "Okay, cool. Let's see what those are going to be." And at that point, um, uh, she kind of came up to me later, about a week or so later, and she goes, "Would you like to work with the?" and revive, rebuild the veterans affiliate. And I said, oh, you mean with David? And she's like, yes. And I said, I've been talking to him. So we reconnected because my, my uh, anything that was going on had cleared up at that point. Um, had, no, had kind no, of no. been able to be put to the backside of it. So I went in, um, so I went back and talked with him and through, through Cindy, we kind of worked out. So how can we, cause they didn't have a board. It was literally just David Dallin himself uh, at that point, kind of keeping up the roles, collecting dues, and that. So we went to we went to ACB and said through Cindy and said, "How do we do this? What's the way we have to do it?" We got the instructions, we got the things, and we went and did it. Uh, and this was all working during the very end of June, and uh, really kind of took a took a small pause with with some emails flying during convention, and then the Tuesday afterwards, we, we got everybody we could, um, that was there and they, and we had, I, I coerced a few people, um, in ACB to, to, who are veterans to form, to come on board and, 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 uh, work with us to get this thing back revived. So, uh, so they installed, um, uh, myself as, as an acting president. Eugene Batsky from Florida is the acting vice president. Keith Helsley from Illinois is the acting secretary. And David Dallin is the, is the actual treasurer. And then Margie Donovan uh, came on board as one of the board of directors. Uh, so that's our, that's our acting board right now until we can get to a point where we can revise the constitution, which as we all know, since it was drafted last in, 03 still talks about being in convention at convention in a business meeting and that's the only way we have to we can vote we can only vote face to face so yep. we're trying to trying to get that revised but in the meantime we're also looking at oh, revamping um looking at revamping going through into um moving to the groups.io system for emails we're looking at more calls into um into into more veteran center centric um, calls to get them to, to to let them know we're all out there. We're moving it to um, my vision is to move it to a very member centric organization. So we're looking at the needs of the members and not and and strictly that. If we're going to be a um, a sub service section, so to speak, of ACB, then I believe that we need to service those who who we're centered around. Um, so things like making sure that we can get, uh, you know, if they have needs for transportation, we're advocating for that, uh, which is really what the affiliate was built to do was to was to help serve the needs and the causes of veterans who are visually impaired, whether that's legally blind or or uh, fully blind. So, and that's probably one of the unique. I said this. Um, I was very pleased to have been on the advocacy update with Claire and Clark, which just dropped on Thursday. Yes. And uh, one of the things I, I had mentioned on there is a, a really cool kind of thing. Each, each of the affiliates have their own kind of unique 
quality to them. You know, they serve a special, that's why they're special of interest because they each have kind of a special specialty yeah. to them. Their, their members have a uniqueness that fits just them. And uh, one of the things that, that that's unique to us is other than the fact that we've, we've given, you know, we, we've uh, proudly served and volunteered and raised our hand. And, and most of us have done that. I'm not, I'm not going to say that all of us are like that because there are, we do have veterans who have served in Vietnam and were drafted. And, um, but every single one of us who was a veteran on there, and we don't just, we aren't just veterans by themselves, but each one, most, uh, our, our entire board, um, with the exception of two spots must be must be a veteran and must be visually impaired but we're the only ones who who um with that capacity at one time had 2020 or correctable to 2020 site mm. so we didn't lose our site until uh, through we lost our site either through injury or illness later in life right so does your member roles also include family and friends it does very much. Um, so we are not limited to veterans only. You do not need to be of a veteran. As a matter of fact, I just, after the call on uh, on Friday, or sorry, Wednesday evening, uh, I, I received a call from somebody who was, uh, she was from Florida, and she uh, talked to me for a few minutes and talked about that. And she was a, a big supporter of veterans causes. She wasn't one herself, but she, she joined, um, she joined the, the affiliate. So we are open to um, we're open to not just veterans, but to family of veterans, friends of veterans, anyone who supports the causes of veterans. Uh, and that and that ranges from, uh, I mean, that's the gambit of, of services. Um, there's so much that, that, that is, um, you know, the veterans just like everybody else go through. Um, we have a, a um, I'm not, I don't, I don't even know where to classify this as whether it's low, high, medium, moderately high, whatever it is, but, you know, we do have a, a certain percent of our population that is homeless. We are yeah. having an increasing growth in those who are committing suicide, yeah. uh, especially amongst our, our Gulf War veterans. Um, you know, we've seen this where, again, we're looking at statistics and we see things like this, this particular conflict that we're in right now that's been going on. This is the first time in history that we've ever seen a conflict where sons serve in the same role or i just i'll put it i'll actually broaden it children serve in the same war that their fathers and mothers served in yeah um it's it's really something to be again um as a veteran to be you know concerned about as a historian to be fascinated with um so really just to, to look at, but yeah, we, 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 um, anybody, uh, and, uh, we, we, uh, we went back and did some changes this past week. And, uh, so if anyone wishes to join and I'll repeat this towards the end again, um, you, you can either, there's several ways to get a hold of, of the affiliate. Um, the first and easiest way is to send an email to all one word veterans of ACB at gmail.com go ahead and, and give us uh, some contact information for you uh, obviously the return email is a great contact but um, you know like a, a phone number or an address to send something if we need to uh, and then we'll get back in touch with you um, there is uh, the other ways to go through um, on acb if you go to acb.org go down find the affiliates link 
go to a sublink for special interest affiliates and then way at the bottom because we're v is <laughs> is uh, visually impaired veterans or viva viva however you decide to pronounce it and in there uh, if you go into there um, i'm going to be updating that pretty soon uh, with some new content uh, but there's my name, uh, my email address, and my actual phone number. So if you want to call me, um, and if you don't get me, uh, please leave a message, and I will try to get back to you within like the next 24 hours. So and then we'll talk about it. And and uh, dues are only ten dollars. Nice. So uh, yeah, we welcome anybody and everybody who wishes to support. Like I said, who supports the causes of veterans. Uh, as well as a veteran themselves, and we're looking to to rebuild and become um, uh, a strong advocate for not just not just uh, the veterans affiliate, but for ACB itself. You know, um, in essence, kind of in a in a in a fun way of thinking about it, we are your warriors. Absolutely. Let me please thank you for your service first and foremost, but also for taking on this role and taking on the tremendous job of pulling it all back together and uh, adding support and adding programming that will bring the veterans together and the people that want to support veterans. So very, very glad that you decided to take the helm and that you're working so closely with David. Um, Thank you. That's, that's appreciated. Awesome. So let's, um, let's take a couple of steps back. I want to get into more of your ACB involvement, but I also would like our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, let's, uh, let's start with where you came into the world and, uh, you know, what was, uh, being a little Tyson like. <laughs> all, right, everybody, all right, everybody, pull up your chairs, grab something warm to drink, put a cozy over your legs. Cause it's time for story time with Tyson. It's, um, <laughs> So, uh, so I came into the world uh, in July seventeenth of nineteen sixty nine. One day into the May, in, one day into the moon mission to land the first person on Mars. I was three days old when Neil Armstrong stepped off that landing strut. Um, my grandmother says that that is what has resulted in my fascination with space and science fiction, and and uh, you know my hobby is astrophysics and time and light and and physics and all that kind of stuff so she blames that for it um all right so being a little tyson was uh was being your your typical uh so i i came into the world in uh southern california uh the high desert community of the antelope valley which comprises of a couple of the two bigger cities are palmdale and lancaster uh if any of you want to really kind of get an idea of where that's at if you remember back in the 1980s and the early and the late 70s Edwards Air Force Base, where uh, where Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier, where the space shuttle landed before it went to Kennedy. Um, that's where I come from. All that high-tech aerospace, we built the space shuttles out there. We built the Blackbird. We built the stealth bombers and all that stuff out there. Everyone who was, everyone was, this is a huge aerospace community. And uh, so I grew up with all these things in my backyard. Like, you nice. know, I'd, I'd step out onto the playground or, or into the, you know, onto the, to the campus at high school and we'd step out for, for, you know, classroom breaks or whatever, lunch, because I don't think we called them recess by that point. Um, uh, you know, it's recess is, you know, it's way too, way too childish of a term for high schoolers. <laughs> so, so um, you know, you'd look up in the sky and you would see, um, you know, I remember one time seeing the, uh, the stealth bomber, uh, this thing 
this thing uh, was flying across the sky and and it's it's cruising it you know subsonic and it kind of turns a little bit on its side and you just watch the rings the wings retract a little bit fold back yep. and this thing just lit like a yeah. jet <laughs> and i'm just like we're just like that's cool <laughs> he's showing off now <laughs> um so yeah uh you know you were, were we grew up around all that kind of high-tech aerospace stuff and it was so it was fun to do that um when i was again when i was younger and and uh, little Tyson dreamed of growing up to become a space shuttle pilot. Became fascinated with that thing. Um, I grew up around people whose whose dads worked at JPL on the Viking missions to Mars. So we got to see all that and the and the Voyager missions to the you know the the grand tour of the solar system through Jupiter and Saturn and all that. Um, that stuff was just amazing to me to see that. So so I have just a love for science, a love for space and and uh, anything that has to do with that and okay you know, that translates to my geek side where i love star wars and star trek and if it starts with a star i probably watch it and love it <laughs> yeah. um, i'm right there so with yeah. you so yeah. i graduate so so i um then then uh uh i found uh, at eight years old i picked up a love for music and uh i picked up drums and i to this day at, at the age of 51 i haven't put them down yet um, I, I, uh, started in with, you know, junior high school bands, stuff like that, playing and learning, learning how to read music, classically training in, in drums and percussion, uh, entered high school, got into marching bands, uh, really got into the competitive side of it. Uh, my junior and senior years in high school, um, our percussion section, the, 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 my marching band was one of the top marching bands in, in all of Southern California. Um, we were very, very competitive with some of the, with some of the top groups in the state and, and we're frequently coming out on top as well as, you know, coming in second or third from time to time. Uh, had a wonderful director uh, by the name of Joe Acciani, Joseph Acciani. He was a mentor as well as a teacher. Um, we were having college level upper division master class instruction at a high school level. So it was pretty amazing. Um, but through through him and some other instructors that I knew who were into the uh, upper levels of, of marching percussion that I developed a real love for it. I, at one point, again, my junior and senior year, I held, um, if you if you know anything about marching percussion, you know there's um, subsections of it: snare drums, bass drums, multiple tenors, keyboard percussion, stuff like that. So for multiple tenors, um, which are these different toned um, toms, and you carry them on your you carry them strapped to you basically. Uh, I held the state championship for two years running back in '85 and no '80 I'm sorry '86 and '87. Um, nice. So, so yeah, I got really involved. I taught my first drum line. I became a teacher, and this is what sparked my teaching bug. Um, I taught um, uh, my first junior high school drum line at the age of 17 as a senior in high school. Nice. And that sparked a 20-year career in teaching marching percussion until I retired at the ripe age of 37 and 20 years in. <laughs> Wow. Um, and I only did that because the the sport of percussion was evolving to become more of a visual theater-esque kind of a thing, which I love. But uh, becoming visually impaired in 2005, I was no longer able to keep up and offer my students um, and my groups the ability to be competitive at that level. So I said, you know what, I'm 
I'm running at the top of my game. I don't want to, I don't want to drag them down as, as it's passing them up because I want them to have the opportunities uh, that I had and they should have. And so I found uh, a best, a good best friend of mine that I had worked with for years. And I said, Hey, you want to take over my groups? And he's like, yep. And we made it happen. And so I'm now sit back in this, I sit back and listen on YouTube or when I can, I sit in the, in the bleachers or in the stadium in the, the basketball bleachers and just, I'm a fan. And I do consulting from time to time. I still, I still get guys going, come here and listen to my drum line and, and tell me what you think. And, you know, I'm like, cool, we can do this and we can fix that, but this is great. And this is great. And really emphasize that. And I still do musical arranging from time to time with people I consult on that. So I'm, I'm not never out of it. Um, but I'm definitely not as not the, the side I'd love to be. And I just, I'm not able to do it anymore. So and I'm good with it. Tyson, this is Byron. You know, did, I'm did, smelling a community call coming out of this at some point in the future. I'm hoping at least that'd be something very, very interesting for us to get a, a gander at. But um, can we explore a little bit your vision loss? And, um, you know, you said just moments ago that, you know, you left at the top of your game and I applaud you. Um, I lost my sight suddenly as well. And, and uh, at the time I had 10 years in at the Associated Press and I knew I'd never be able to do the amount of volume, et cetera, et cetera, the way I once did. And instead of, instead of trying to, um, you know, play the token card, et cetera, et cetera, I, I sort of did the same thing and, and uh, I'm transitioning little by little into a different life. What, um, what uh, was vision loss like for you? So my vision loss was uh, very, very sudden. Um, and it started to come on in 2004. Um, I was driving to work um, and I had a, 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 a heck of a commute and it was early morning and I was teaching again, I, 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 the teaching bug struck and I was actually teaching uh, medical assisting at one of those little strip mall community college or career college kind of things, right? Those say, hey, be a medical assistant in nine months and your life will be good. Anyways, I was doing that and I loved it because, uh, again, I was passing on knowledge that I had done. I was actually in the medical field um, from 1995 on um, after I had left the service in the 90s. And uh, it took me a couple of years to find myself. It was it was difficult. Um, but uh, uh, so I got suckered into doing again. I got suckered into it. Someone came in, saw my ability and said, hey, you'd be really good at this. Why don't you apply? I said, sure, why not? And next thing I know, I'm teaching medical assisting uh, at, a, at a career college. And so I was at where I was driving to work and um, I rubbed my eye because you can get that little. And I noticed in my left eye that it looked like somebody or there was a line in it that looked like because my hair was standing in front of it. And I'm like, OK, it's just and that's what I thought it was. I thought I just got an eyelash in the way or something and, and didn't think anything of it. Um, so about seven days later or so I'm sitting watching I was married at the time sitting there watching I think I was watching Smallville or something and um, and I again I rubbed my right eye because it itched and I noticed that the tv was just a white blur <laughs> a white spot out in the dark and I kind of joked said I can't see the tv and of course you know my wife flipped out she's like what and I'm like yeah I can't it's just it's just a big blur she goes go to the hospital now and me of course being male and stubborn I said no nah, go later I'm just no big deal I'm not you know it's not in pain or anything like that. I just can't see she said, no go and of course you know I fought with her and she won um by calling up like the med call nurse <laughs> so I end up in the ER they have no idea what's wrong with me um and I left that night uh it was the, my my laughable moment was 
uh, again, being a medical assistant and working in an urgent care and issuing things like DMV exams. So, you know, that little eye chart, you know, that they have up on the wall, it's a little, it's a little thing. And they say, you know, hey, there's an E up at the top and there's a bunch of decreasingly small. And we're walking backwards uh, or we're walking away. You know, we, we go to because she wants to test my vision. And, and as we're walking backwards, I said, line seven is D-E-F-P-O-T-E-C. And she looked at me, she's like, what? I said, you can't use that chart. I haven't memorized because I give these exams. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was, I thought that was so, so they had to flip it around. I think they did like the shapes and that I didn't have memorized. So, but, um, uh, so that was in October, November of 2004. Um, and it took me a while. They thought they, uh, um, they sent me to neurology, uh, they put me on steroids and, and the vision never came back in the left eye. It's still just a big white blob um, of, of light coming into it. I can see fingers wiggling and I can see little spots of clarity from time to time. Uh, but then a year later, almost exactly, I'm sitting in the classroom and I had an itch in my left eye and I itch and I looked down, I'm, I looked out there and I'm like, why does it look no. like there's a, why does it look like the lights are dimmed? So I start checking the overhead lights in the classroom. I'm like, no, there's not any bulbs out. And again, I, 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 I put my hand over my left eye, open it, and there's that line. Looks like an eyelash. I'm like, son of a. So I go and uh, so I so I immediately call my supervisor, call my ophthalmologist, and say this is going on. She says, get in here now. Um, she said, okay, go ahead and, and schedule with your neurologist, and then we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, in the meantime, the neurologist said, you know what? I, we took a, we took an MRI. You, sir, have MS. And I said, no, I don't. And she goes, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. And we argued for a little bit because, you know, because as the patient, I know better. Um, so, so, uh, you know, they said, well, we can't make an official diagnosis till you have a second incident. And at the time I didn't know enough about it, even being in medicine, because it was such, it's such a, a, a relatively strange disease that affects everybody a little differently. Yeah. that I had never thought about it come come to find out later that I do I did all the way back into my military service that I was suffering symptoms of MS and I didn't know it uh, because it it come on it's it, there's a condition there's a part part of MS known as relapsing remitting where something comes around for a day maybe three days and that goes away and it comes back and it goes away and it comes back and, and it just and it affects different things someday you may wake up and your right leg doesn't want to move or you may wake up and you have like you know it's like looking through cheesecloth and it goes away in a couple of days so, um, so I go there and my vision is decreasing. Um, you know, uh, I would lost the ability to drive in a weekend because um, it went down very, very quickly. Uh, and because of the fact that, that I didn't have another eye to compensate, I was able to track it. So I ended up in the ER um, after um, calling up my neurologist to say, look, I can't wait for another week. So they got me in, they started me on IV, anti, uh, IV steroids and um, that was the gold standard. So, and that saved part of my vision. So I, so my vision loss is due to multiple sclerosis and uh, it attacked my optic nerves. So I have plaque lesions, which obstruct the ability of the impulse to move from the eyeball to the brain center, to the uh, visual cortex of the brain. Uh, and uh, so my sight now is um, I can see, uh, I can see some, I see enough detail. I see gross detail. Let's put it that way. So if I were to be in front of you, I could tell what your, what the shape of your face looks like. I can see your eyes. I can see the movement of your mouth. I can see your eyebrows if you're wearing glasses, where your hairline is, if you have one or not. Um, I can see uh, 
um, more towards the primary spectrum of colors. So like uh, blues and greens can sometimes be the same if they're close. Reds and pinks, they're the same color to me. Oranges, unless they're really starkly that color. Yeah. Um, so I, I always say I, I have enough vision to get me in trouble. Whether that means that I, you know, I walk off a pavement or, you know, sometimes I bump into somebody, I bump into a mannequin, say, you know, excuse me, please. And I may, you know, I've, I've, I've done that. I walked, I've walked up to some, I walked up to a mannequin, not realizing who it was, not really paying attention. And I asked directions in Walmart. I'm like, do you know where this is at? And somebody comes up and goes, that's, they're not going to answer you. I'm like, and I look and I see the, the hand sticking out, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're, that's right. Well, you know, that's what I get so that's that's my vision loss um i use a guide dog i use the white cane uh i can use um zoom text and or cctvs it has to be blown up pretty big um probably up to about at least 16 x um and and to read at that level i use it to read very short things like mail um you know i can read the addresses and and sort through mail rather than having to fire up the computer and throw it on the flatbed scanner and that kind of stuff or, you know, or even, you know, go for the, go for the, hey, you know, is this, is, uh, is KNFB reader going to work this time <laughs> or is seeing I can actually <laughs> read it right? So if I put it under this, if I put it in the CCTV, I can see it well enough. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I went through, that was 05 that happened, the end of 05. And that's when I began my blind, my truly blind journey. So you, you had to transition out of the music that you love. And I'm, I'm sure at that point you had to do some thinking about the teaching that you were doing. Oh, I still, Where, I still, I still have, I still love that music and I still teach. I just teach differently now. So yes. I can't teach an entire percussion section anymore. And I can't teach it uh, to the fact with movement and music and coordination, because I don't see the fine detail that needs to go to that level. But right. I, I'm actually have contemplated starting back up private lessons. And I did private lessons for a while. Um, with different instruments. So, so I still teach and I still do that. It's just right now I'm kind of sitting back going, you know, I've got, I've got other priorities that I need to take care of. Um, I think one of the things that we don't discuss a lot as a, as a large community is those of us that are middle of life, sudden uh, vision loss and the grieving process that, that needs to happen. Um, and please feel free to tell me that's not something that you want to go into, but oh no, it's totally something that needs to be. I think that's a very non-discussed thing. Yeah, me um, too. Uh, there's a call right now that does have something that does have a component to that. It's about uh, vision loss later in life, and um, but I there's a part of me that wants to take that even one step further and look at because you know there's a lot of people on that call and there's a lot of people with an ACB that are, you know, may have been born with some type of, a, of an RP or something with a mild vision yes. loss that progresses later on to, to their teenage years or, or into their later, you know, 23 into the 30s, 20s and 30s. And, and then we have those, but I think that there is a, a distinct difference um, when someone has full 2020 vision uh, sight or correctable with glasses or something like that. And through, again, through either acute injury or illness loses that and loses the ability to do things. Like I was a fully, and, and I wanna say this in the, in the most gentlest of context, I was a fully um, employed, uh, had a good career and that was gone in a weekend. Yeah. And, and I had to fight through um, 
again, I, I talked about this on the podcast um, on uh, with, with Claire and Clark about saying like, being a veteran was, and we can just, that's another discussion is whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but it allowed me to compartmentalize and then say, okay, I have two children and a wife and a roof to deal with. I have car payments to deal with, and that's yeah. not going to go away. And I have 30 days to get all this stuff paid. How do I do that? Because I'm the breadwinner. I'm the person my wife didn't work at the time. My kids, one at the, one was four and the other one was like nine or 10 um, at the time. And I have to keep them safe because that's my job. And I don't have time to sit back and really grieve. I have to, I have to make sure that this happens mm-hmm. for them and we keep that going forward and I and and I'm still I, I will not lie I'm still suffering from that swallowing of never having really time to digest that and to understand what that meant little parts have broken through here and there um but yeah I was my my best friend um in California she's uh she's in her last year of her psych psych d um, she's getting her doctorate in psychology and back when we first met at the blind school, because um, she did the same thing, she lost her vision um, later in life. And um, and and she said, "Have you ever lost, have you ever grieved for your sight?" And I'm like, "No, because I don't know what that looks like. Because yep. I didn't have there's no there's no help psychologically, therapeutically for that that's offered. Uh-huh. If you're in the hospital yeah. and you lose your sight, they don't know what to do. They don't know to give you a cane. They don't know to refer you out to a uh, a therapist or where to go to or who to go. I remember getting the phone book and trying to figure out, okay, so like that first weekend when I know I'm losing my sight, right? Yep. My wife and I, and she's driving at this point because I can't anymore. I just looked and says, I need a white cane. Well, why do you need that? Because that's what blind people have. I need that, I need that, that cane that people sit there and swipe in front of them to make sure they don't walk into something. I didn't know how to use it. I bought one. I bought the wrong size. I bought the right, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a a comedy of errors because the information doesn't exist. And and I think that's something, that's an avenue that ACB could really, really go so fundamentally foundational on is to come up with some type of an outreach program that does kind of get information in the hands of hospitals and ophthalmologists that say, if you have someone who's suffering from vision loss, contact us yeah and we can get you the information but but that's the thing is we have to get that information into those people's hands first and and again that's something where i'm i'm you know with the va and the veterans that's something i want to accomplish is getting our presence into the vas of viva because bva blind veterans of america or the blind veterans association of america they have that presence uh, but they've been around for 75 years to do that you know, so we just, we need to build into that, not to try and copy them by any means, but just to try to get that same level of presence to say, look, you've got one great organization that is there to do everything. Why not have two? Because then you have twice the amount of representation. Exactly. Voices multiplied are louder. Yeah. And also different perspectives, which, you know, you never, you can never discount and some, anybody else's story and the way that they, you know, we all, those of us that, you and I are in, in a similar situation where, you know, one day we had it and one day we didn't, and we were in the prime of life. We, you know, we needed to get to work on Monday. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, and like you said, there aren't any resources out there for that. And I, then when look, you start to I, get your, 
I'm sorry, God. No, I was just gonna say, you know, we, we looked up and we're like, so, you know, so what do you do? What do you do? And, and we thought, well, you know, of course, you know, my entire knowledge of the blind community came from came from two sources. The first one was the happy days. The Fonz lost his sight and he gets it back yes. at the end of half an hour. You know, yeah. I, I, I literally, you know, you get you sucker in that model. Well, if I just if I just take apart my motorcycle and put it back together, I'll get my sight back. You know, miraculously, it'll be back in half an hour. So we get an unrealistic expectation. The other one is the other one was through an old Benny Hill episode where two people, two blind people with white canes come up, they knock canes and, and move in his fighting stances with each other. You know, that was my entire exposure to the blindness community through pop culture. And it hasn't been until recently, uh, you know, there was a show called Covert Affairs where there's a, there's a blind person who is working in, at the CIA. And it's yeah. a very positive, it's a, it's a well, like I can say it's a completely positive one, but it's a more positive portrayal. It was a, it was a good step. And then that one, uh, what is that, In the Dark Now with the, with the one, uh, the one person who's blind and her, I mean, there's, again, there's, there's some things that are great and there's some things that are like, you kind of just hold your head and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, no, that's oh, not it. Lord. That's not how, yeah. <laughs> that's the detective one, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And, I, I, and the funny thing, the first time I watched that, you know, you know what her best friend that gets murdered in the first episode's name is? Yes. Tyson. <laughs> like, man, yep. the first time there's a Tyson on show that's not a boxer and he gets murdered in the first episode. <sighs> But Anthony, this is Byron. Um, first of all, that that show uh, in the dark. One of the things I think they did a pretty good job of depicting blindness in some ways, like the fact that this person was not a virginal, innocent being. She was kind of well. She had an attitude problem. Dark. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, which I, got I liked. That. Yeah. No, and I, that's why I said there's some great things, but there's other things like you know her parents started a guide dog school for her. <laughs> I know so, that was ridiculous. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm holding my head going. Oh, no. And and like her phone, you know, her phone would talk, and it was not the Siri or or voiceover voice. And it, it was like, wow, I wish I had that voice on my phone. That sounds pretty right? good. And it's doing right? stuff that blind exactly. people's phones it's doing don't stuff do. We cannot do, and that drives yeah. me insane. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you that there was that there was a very there was a very good um, move in the fact that she wasn't, you know, this this kind of a non-realistic portrayal of a person. Yeah, much less someone who just happens to be blind. Um, and then the other comment I, I just wanted to slide in there real quick, if that's okay, Anthony. Sure. Um, so I went to a rehab agency. Um, you know, in Tucson, Arizona, that was originally meant for uh, veterans, but they did take people from the state um, every so every like three months or so. They take a few um, non-veterans um, on their scholarship, and it was basically a thing where you got your own house and you got to live independently for three months and learn how to do all this stuff. And then if, uh, during the program, you had all of these different skills that you worked on. Well, one of the things that was really frustrating to me, and this is where the first place where I saw this was that like so many of these people that were newly blinded, they didn't really know about talking books. They didn't know about like, you know, blind, uh, every blind person has like a bop it or, you know, a talking clock or a digital talking book player, or you know, there's just certain things that's synonymous with being blind or visually impaired. Right. And they didn't know about any of it. And yeah, they're at this mm -hmm. state ran um, veterans place for the blind and they're starting to learn it. But even the people that worked there, like the, um, there were certain things that I would mention, like Braille playing cards, and they'd go, "What? Oh my God!" You know. Well, I so in, in the VA center itself out there, because I've been to that, I've been to the Tucson mm -hmm. VA 
Blind Rehab Center. I love it to death. Um, they're, yeah, it they're was the ones cool. who knew about Mac. They were at the Southwestern at the actual, actual housed in the VA campus um, in a dormitory style inpatient type of a setting. So I think the fact, I think you may have clued in on it for me when you said state run, because yeah, when I first got in with the state, um, like I said, you know, during my jump blind journey trying to find it, went to independent living centers. They says, oh, we can get you a, a washing machine that has Braille. And I'm like, I don't know how to read Braille. So they yeah. said, go to go to DOR, go to Department of Rehab. So I contacted them. And again, I walk in there. Um, the the my counselor was like, oh, so let's get you set up and we'll get you back to work. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I just figured this out like like three months ago, like I lost my sight. I don't know if I'm ready to do all this. And yeah. it kind of pushed me in this direction. But of course, I walked out of there with my little triangular talking clock and 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 three other little gizmos that are like, you know, cool, you know, I, the, the little coffee mug um, beeping thing for when liquid touches it. And and it was yeah, it was very when I look at it now, these things are great and I understand it. But I think at the time I was just like um, I probably was indifferent to it because I'm like, yeah, this is the coolest stuff. I, and, and, and with hindsight, you're like, yeah, maybe not so much. You know, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it was a start. And, and I don't want to put those, those programs down in anywhere sound like I am, but you know, when it was just kind of like, here's, here's your goodies and, you know, without any real training, go, go home and figure them out and, and we'll give you yeah. the basics on it. Um, yeah. I, th- I, thought that I remember cool. at some point I, you know, I, same thing I had to advocate in it for everything and I didn't know how. down. Didn't exactly. Know didn't know how. And, you know, my first thing was I need to be able to get around. So same thing. I need a white cane. I need somebody to teach me how to use this, you know, and she would mention things and I'd be like, what? Well, okay. So what does this do? Et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we it got to a point where I was getting mobility from a lighthouse and I was talking to the state and this and that, but there was no coordination, no anything. And I was getting so frustrated and they sent me to a Catholic Charities, which is a wonderful organization, don't get me wrong. But, you know, again, handed me a bag of goodies. And it was like, okay, this glove, um, all I've been cooking for the last couple of months, thank you for the glove. But, you know, I've kind of got that figured out. I don't need you to come to my house and show me how to chop right. vegetables. Um, you know, and they got to the point where they actually, you know, they actually had to say, you know, we honestly don't know what to do with you. Uh, you know, they were talking about a call center job here and this kind of training and that kind of training. And, you know, I'm like, look at my resume. I'm not trying to be in a to the SS about this, but you know, look at my resume. How do you go from blank, blank, blank per year plus bonus, et cetera, et cetera, trips around the world to I'm going to make $15 and 75 cents in a call center. There's got to be more. There has right. to be a, a, a way to translate who I was into who I am and where I can, and who I'm going to be. Right. And, and I think, I think, I think that, that's always going to be the great question is how do we, how do we make yeah. public awareness of, of that? You know, that we're, again, we're, we're more than just a $15 an hour call center job. So, um, and, there, and there are lots of people who do that, you know, like, you know, I look yeah, back at my life and I say, I say if, if I, if I knew what was going to happen later on, I would have planned my life so differently. <laughs> Yes. That three months in the bank went real damn quick. Right. And then it was like, what am I going to do for another eight, nine months until Social Security mm-hmm. kicks in? And and there's nothing, you know, the state's like, oh, you made too much money. We can't help you here. We can't help you there. Right. But I don't make that money today. And, and I don't have food. And I think, so, I think you know, what yeah, are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's the other thing that I don't think. And this is a, a much wider conversation again, is to get that that kind of a thought process of like well yeah that's cool i made that money then i don't make that now Uh (laughs) just because just because my tax return says something from 
a year ago doesn't mean that that's, you know, you know, look, I went from making good money to making no money. And I made that money so, last year. I want to, you know, this is a fascinating con a conversation. And I have been saying for the longest time that I want to build a show around this. So hopefully you'll come back when we talk about this. Oh, totally. um, Byron, if you can keep an eye out and see if anybody has any questions and comments, I want to get into ACB and Tyson. Um, you are instrumental and doing a phenomenal job helping Debbie and Jason and the, uh, the convention coordinating team. You're running some tech calls, which are awesome. Hopefully, maybe you'll do a drumline kind of presentation at some point. Hint, hint. But um, talk to us about ACB. You're, you're, uh, so, you're one of our leading lights. So one of my so I, I, I wear several hats within ACB itself um, at my state affiliate, which is Illinois, ICB, the Illinois Council of the Blind. Um, uh, I, again, I keep getting, I, 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 I get involuntarily volunteered for things that I don't know I'm getting into and I love it when I get into it. Um, so Rachel Schroeder, who is my state president, um, again, that's how I met, got into ACB was meeting her looking for work as a tech trainer. Cause I did it for the VA, uh, for, a, for a few years before I came out here, uh, I was in Southern California and did that. And, uh, so I went and looked for a job and I said, this is what I do. And she goes, that's my job. And I said, oh, okay, I guess I'm not going to get that one then. And we joked around about it. But then she flipped her hat and said, well, I'm part of the ICB. And guess what? Next weekend, there's a convention. So looked at my partner and said, so we're, so guess where we're going next weekend? We're going to the, to the ICB convention. And we did. And we met, you know, that's where I met Ray Campbell and, and uh, Larry Turnbull and, and Rachel and, and, uh, you know, all some several names throughout uh, that are, they're synonymous with ACB as well as a host of just other great people. And I felt very, very welcome there. Uh, and I actually wrote about this in the Braille Forum back that came out in July um, about finding my place. Um, yeah. And that led to, so, so I'm now, I now chair the membership committee. Uh, and part of my role has morphed from just not only uh, recruiting, but obviously retention, um, but also, also revamping in the fact of like looking at ways, how, we, how do we outreach? Um, yeah. modernizing, modernizing the ICB. Uh, to become more efficient and to work smarter, not harder. Uh, so that's one role I do. And they, um, we had a member uh, pass away um, suddenly back in uh, June. And um, because of my work with that and, and in recognition of that, I had one person, uh, one of the board members actually uh, uh, motioned to appoint me to the board in his seat. And I was very, very honored to take that. Um, so I do sit on right now on the ICB board of directors um, as an appointed person. Seems like everything I'm at is appointed. <laughs> I've, yet to be elected to, I've yet to be elected to anything. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so I do that. But then um, again, with the Cindy put out that call during the, during the community calls, if anybody has anything to do. And I said, you know what? I keep hearing all these people go, what is this Victor reader streamer thingy you talk about and I said man I love this. this is the most loved device in my house and I know how to use this thing and I'm pretty good at it and I'm, I'm you know again teaching bug I think I, I'd like to think I'm a good teacher I may not be even that's that's up to people's opinion <laughs> but uh, I said I can teach this so that started off what became a six-part series that was um, uh, one of the first ones one of the first set of community calls that was actually put on ACB radio yep. um, and uh, and there, those six ones are podcasted. And I learned a few things about it because, again, learning is the two-way street. Um, if you're a teacher who says, I know everything, you're fooling yourself. Um, yep. you, learn, you learn from your students as much as you do that. And there's some things that I, you know, some, some things that I had forgotten about and re-picked back up. And, 
and because uh, you don't use them all that often so anyways but that turned out to be really successful that turned into a, another call that i did with rachel for a little while which we still might pick back up uh, but that led to an introduction to debbie and and debbie hazelton said uh why don't you come on and, and she introduced me to, to jason and jeff and and uh rick and 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 all those all those uh voices within that you hear on on the other side of your uh, of your uh, player and uh and i got to introduce myself and they said would you like to be part of the production team and i said of course i would you know be that'd be this this is gonna be fun i'd love to i'd love to give back in and uh that went from from doing promos and hosting um calls uh during convention promos with with byron <laughs> we did we did we did, we did, we did some movies together um, yeah. right and uh and that led to to um uh debbie saying so I've got something for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> Isn't that your favorite phrase? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that that that's the phrase yeah. that pays, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, Debbie, she's got her hand raised, so I could. Oh, uh, okay. So so yeah. So that turned into this wild adventure that started with. Uh, she goes, "I'd like you to be part of the coordination team." You know, uh, I see these things and I like them, and I think you would be a great a great asset to the team and that has turned in from working with texas in their convention uh to working with north carolina and georgia and then i got i'm working with kansas is coming up uh next weekend this coming weekend and i have to say i i think that's one of debbie's brightest ideas and she's got many of them so debbie welcome to sunday Hello. edition i <laughs> hear morning. that you may have something Good special morning. for us well, I am first going to say to you both, yay for you two talking to each other, because I knew that when you did, it would be great and you would you would end up opening doors uh, with each other. So this is a great conversation. You could talk for two hours just on what you were talking about in the last conversation. I know. I Go ahead. Um, I love to gently draft, and Tyson has also become a really good friend, but I also want to say that um, I went to Eric, and first I went to Jeff and Jason. I said, I'd love to add Tyson to the ACB radio steering committee, and they said, yeah, go ahead, and I asked Eric, and we're in the middle of so much strategic change right now that I wasn't sure... I wondered if Eric was going to say, well, maybe not yet. Or Eric said, great, go ahead. Tyson has a lot of good ideas. So we haven't, I'm just, this is the first an official announcement of it. So Tyson will be coming on to that steering committee. And this is really, really going to be great. It's going to be great to have you there, Tyson. I'm looking forward to the work. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. I really, really, really like hearing that. Um, ACB Radio is one of the cornerstones of ACB itself. And of course, you know, we're looking at the multimedia um, with mm -hmm. the podcasting and different totally. kinds of shows. And so your right. energy is going to be really, really welcome on that as well. Tyson but, um, is one who said ACB Radio, ACB Media Network. So yeah. we'll see where if that is, is something we use. But yeah, we started talking about anyway. We're, he's we're, a great yeah, convention coordinator. Oh, thank you so much. If it all comes because you trusted me. Yeah. Well, we're all in it together. We're working it together. So, mm -hmm. so thank you, thank you. We do have. Um, oh, thank you one... for the opportunities and thank you for being my friend. You bet. We do have uh, one other person with their hand raised. Um, Patrick, you're Let's on mute. Bring him on. <clears throat> you'll probably have to unmute yourself, but then you'll be able to speak. 
There you go. There we go. This is Pat Sheen. This has been a great show. Uh, Hi, Pat. Tune started started tuning in as soon as I heard Star Trek Voyager as your promo music. So I said, "Oh, it's a good show." Um, Tyson, uh, I'll be joining uh, Viva. I've been working at the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs for 35 years, so I've got some stories I can share with you. Oh, we would love to have you on board because I know, yeah, I've, I, uh, I, I know, yeah, I know you were, I know your involvement uh, with the VA. Yep. Yeah, so, it goes. Uh, I got a lot of, lot of stories, but uh, it's a good group and doing a lot of work with Blind and Veterans Association, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, no Don Overton and and that. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I know. I know I'm going to be contacting Don um in the coming weeks just to start to look and see how we can we can work together on things that's a great partnership yeah that's good yep. so uh and pat, pat yeah. you are another awesome person we i need to find a way to gently draft you into something because you're another awesome person well uh, yeah i've got to put out the invitation i've, I've need, wanted to get with pat on sunday edition a couple of times now and i've actually been throwing around ideas with joe and belly page so pat i will be emailing you shortly for a sunday edition stint great <laughs> we'll do we'll do this is a, a great group an excellent show that you're right there was a ton of stuff in the, in the last hour that, that you can talk about with respect to mm-hmm. you know training education jobs veterans you know my big for the group would be, you know, what do, what do our blinded veterans want? What can we do to make their lives better? Right. And, uh, I'm in 100% agreement. That's, that's part of what that's part of what I do during the week, and so I'd like to be able to participate. And that's, that's and that's yeah, and, and that's the the other part is again getting those messages to to those getting the, right. you know, we we can sit here all day long and say we're the greatest organization in the world, but if nobody knows it, if if nobody hears about us, then right, you know, really really honestly, how great are we? Yeah. And we have ACB radio. We have the podcast. Of course, we have ACB voices, which is the blog and Tyson, I'm going to hit you up again. Please of course. give us something for the blog soon about the uh, Viva and about the work that you're doing convention planning. Both of those topics would be awesome. And of course, you're also working. Um, I believe it's with Katie Frederick and uh, God, it's escaping me at the moment. The Mac classes are uh, oh uh, yeah, are pretty Jason, darn popular. Yeah, Jason, 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 Katie and I. Thank yeah, you. Magic yes. Mac, um, which again, you know, it's a, it's a little play on Magic Mike. We just we kind of had some fun with it, but it's it's uh, it is a show on uh, first and third Wednesdays of the month, and it's basically dealing with Mac computing because we have stuff about iOS and iPads and i this and i that and Windows and Vespero and JAWS and NVDA and all stuff. And I said, there's nothing being talked about about Mac computing. And I love my Mac. And so I knew Jason was on there. And so I talked him into it. And he said, yeah, let's do this. And then we're talking, I'm talking a call with Katie. And she really knows her stuff. And I thought, this would be an amazing addition. And I'm telling you, I have gotten so much since I, since, since I, since I asked her and she agreed. Um, the, the chemistry between the three of us yeah. is just is really really is the magic in the mac um i have gotten so much positive feedback for her joining that team like one one person called me up and they said i love listening to the show because she's a girl that knows tech and can keep up with you boys if not put you in the dust sometimes <laughs> yep and i love it i love having it on here she's she's becoming a really a really good friend too 
So again, that's that's the one thing I love about ACB through all this community stuff that's going on through through the work with the conventions. I'm meeting some incredible talent that that I never would have met anywhere that we're uncovering and and exposing to the light and and um, making making some really good friends and connections along the way. So I know one of the things that I I love my Mac as well, although um it re, you know remembering what it looks like is how I still my first go to. Well, this is what it looked like, so I'll find it this way. Blah 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 blah. Which you know, of course, you kind of have to force yourself to throw that away. But the mm. biggest tip for me was one of you guys had said that the quick nav is basically just a rotor on and off, and it was like, oh. Oh my God, that puts so much into perspective. I'm going to ask you one quick Mac question. Um, everybody that comes to Mac, you know, from from either not using it or having used it in the way in the past, tables, when to interact and what, uh, you know, when and when not to interact. What is your biggest tip for that? When you are first, well, I'd say this, um, realistically voiceover when you when you first enable voiceover and you're going to it it gives you the hints it tells you what to do just just slow down and listen if if you're on an element it tells you what to do it'll tell you like if you have the if you have it tells you if it has a help tag it tells you press you know vo plus you know vo plus shift plus down arrow to interact with this element it really tells you what to do so so knowing what to do is 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 a matter of just letting the computer tell you um, and that's, that's my biggest tip is just slow down and listen. Um, and, and if anything, if anything, just interact with things and, and sometimes it'll tell you, you know, you know, interacting with the title of, and so yep. you're like, okay, well, that's not this. So you go back out of that and you, you, there's, as you learn, you know, there's the scrollable elements or the tables or, you know, a list of, and those are interactable elements that you can just, you know, again, just caps lock shift and down arrow into it. I think a lot of us you know, a lot of us that are Max, we, there are three kind of schools that come through it. Some of us that love the trackpad kind of don't use that many keyboard shortcuts, et cetera, et cetera. Some of us that love to go into our menus and some of us that are completely shortcut, keyboard shortcut, um, indulgent. Where do you fall on that spectrum? And, and do you have any, uh, you know, any, uh, advice to give out to those? Um, so if you are low vision and a trackpad user, um, definitely use zoom because the zoom feature, which is their magnifier built in magnifier, just go up one step. Okay. Because when you start using the mouse, it, it has an automatic speak hover over, but it only does it when it's magnified. So it's a really kind of a, a cool thing. And I know that probably may not make sense to people, but for me and the way I work, it does sometimes because I can see the icons and I can see what it does and I don't need to necessarily blow it up um, to, you know, to a, to a 14, 16, 18X, uh, you know, or 20 power to get what I need out of it um, or to see what's doing. Because I'll look on my screen, sometimes I see this, I'll sit there and be command tabbing all day long and I'm never gonna get to this dark box that's on the, that's on it. But if I blow it up and hover the mouse over it, it just starts telling me everything that's inside that box. Nice, okay. So it's it's yeah, it's kind of a, it's it's a, I'm not gonna say it's it's one or the other, it's, it's a mix and mash and it's eclectic and it's what works for you. That's the beauty of it. It's so customizable. Awesome. So Byron, real quick, let's do a check. Is anybody waiting with a question or a comment? So I don't see any hands right now. I know that um, 
Dora had their hand raised earlier and they put it down. So I don't know if they had a question. Um, but as of right now, uh, while we wait, I just wanted to tell you, Tyson and I, our first interaction was when we were asked to work together on a Vespero promo. And it was the Path to the Future uh, Vespero promo. And Tyson said, we should make it kind of like Back to the Future centric. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, because I have all of these Back to the Future sound effects, <laughs> so I could totally do it. And he he had an idea, and and I kind of he recorded the lines and told me what he wanted me to do, and we kind of worked on it together. And it was a lot of fun. It was. That was my was favorite amazing. promo. Yes, I loved sound. it. Yeah. So yes. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Dora. Good morning. Hi. Hello. This is my first time listening to you guys, and you guys are great. Thank you. So, um. I'm a blind military mom. I really want to contribute, and I'm from Reno, Nevada. Do we have to be in a state where your affiliate is in to be a member, or? No. Oh, cool. No, okay, I not. remember. Um, what is it? Um, Veterans of ACB at gmail.com, correct? It, yeah, exactly. Yes. Or if you go to the acb.org website, mm -hmm. navigate to the to the affiliates link. Then on that page, navigate, there's two links for uh, state affiliates and special interests. We are a special interest affiliate. And then you, if you, um, depending on how you navigate your computer, uh, we're the last, uh, if you go by headings, uh, yeah. we're the last heading on that page. Uh, Viva. Okay. And you'll see both, you'll see two things. You'll see my email address personally, and you'll see my phone number. And yeah, if you want to join up, by all means, we welcome you with open arms. Yes, because um I'm, I, as I said, I'm, I'm totally blind mom, and I was involved with a, a developmental disability, um, the governor's council before mm. the, you know, the big election, and, and we, working with our state legislatures, we allowed people with disability and um, underlying health issues to vote online, and so we revamped the, um, the Nevada effective absentee system for election you know for the military who are mm -hmm. not are, who are offshore we allow i guess they allow people with disability right. to vote oh, yeah and, oh, and i did please. the video on how to do tutorial and i'm like gosh oh I my goodness be involved with the va um and so i did meet with one of the social workers that's my major um with one of my cohorts she's a social worker as a va so like what, what do i need to do i don't know what to do and and that's so, so correct tyson they I'm, don't know about the white cane and all these electronic exactly stuff, you know they just give it to them they're overwhelmed and they need right. to have time to um you know grieve and reflect so and i think and i think that's i think that's the hardest part is that we don't have anything that literally talks about the psychological impact of vision yes. loss at mm -hmm. all and, and well at least not at least not to the extent okay i'm gonna say at all because we, again we do have one we do have one um and i do want to give her credit for running that call because it's a it's an amazing call um but i i you know i'm looking at the at the at the overall impact saying like there's nothing that talks about people who were fully sighted at one point and, and go to it like not not over a matter of time but almost instantly in some points or what would be considered instantly so, yeah. I, I, and that's and, a call. I, I don't think I would be qualified to run that. I would love to find somebody who would be, yeah. who would love to talk to that on a, on a support, you know, on a support yeah. level kind of a thing. Yeah. Especially with, with, with spouses, you know, that, okay, now they're totally blind. What do I do? And right. sometimes spouses or family members can enable a person. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. So, 
I mean, I got kids and they're like, oh, mom, let me do this for you. I'm like, no, yeah. let me figure I'd, it out. Because I, I do have a CNI dog. So I'd love to talk to you further because I know just the fact that you said you made a video about how to vote in Nevada yeah. and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I know a couple people at the national office who would love to have a conversation with you. Yes. Oh, cool. Regarding cool. that video and, and, your, and your work too. So. Uh, yeah, and I, and even when you go vote in person, they have the accessible voting machine. It's not even ready, right? so you're sitting yeah. there waiting, you know. And and that, that needs to be and corrected. those are stories. And those are yeah. stories national needs to hear, definitely. Yes. So okay, yeah, thank you so get, much get in, for your time. Oh, yes, please, I will get in touch with please, you. Thank you. Um, no, and get in touch with me. And, yeah, we definitely continue this conversation. But I'd love to have you on board. Awesome. I'm going to check in with Byron again for two reasons. If there's anybody else with their hands up, and can you give me a subtle signal when Janine Stanley comes in? Sure. And um, actually, I do see Janine in the waiting room, so I'm admitting her right now. Uh, and I and I do not see anybody with their hands raised. Although Tyson, you'll get a kick out of this thing I just saw on Facebook. <laughs> you know these captchas that we have to fill out where they have squares and they say mm -hmm. click on all of the traffic lights or click on all the all the uh, crosswalks. Uh, this right. this captcha is a sky of stars and it says click on any Klingon birds of prey. And it says stupid captcha. <laughs> and of course, for those who aren't geeks, That's the awesome. bird of prey can cloak itself and make itself invisible. So right. There's no Klingon bird of play well, prey because no, it's invisible. Every, every one of them, every one of them has it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or, if it, or you have to actually click on the one. They say click on the one that you can see because because you're not going to see any of them. <laughs> That's right. Because they're cloaked. So Janine is here. So should we play our promo and then get to Janine? Well, I'm going to give Tyson an opportunity it's for any final off. thoughts, and maybe he wants to shout out his kids or anybody else in ACP he wants to give a shout out to. Final thoughts, Tyson, and uh, please come back when we are ready to do dive more into that rehab and grieving of conversation. Of course. Right. Um, so probably just just thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to 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 talk with you and have a conversation and and uh, to kind of talk about the affiliate and and the work of ACB Radio because I think that we are really like um, you know we're we're becoming like just the heart of you know of uh the voice of the heart of the community however you want to put it we're just it, i think the prominence of it has become so so in the forefront of and that's probably the same term twice um but it's really become it's really become a a, a fact of the that acb radio is becoming the way people tune in and, and learn about things that are going on within acb um yeah. you know i i listened in for the most part to all of yesterday's board meeting um and that was again because it was broadcast over you know put on mainstream and yeah. you know so i could listen to it and i now know what the organization is up to and what they're doing and i can then you know plan around work and that's what i'd really just say is 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 look every one of you out there that's listening to this that's listening to the podcast later you have a talent and you have a skill that is valuable to to your organization whether that's your local chapter your state affiliate or to national and uh, just get in touch with someone and, and, and let them know what you're interested in doing. If you're a, if you're a person who loves doing crafting and does, like, you know, you getting in charge, you get involved with your state's membership, your chapter's membership to put out birthday cards for your members. That little touch right there alone yep. makes them feel valuable. You could help with your affiliate to put out a, a you know to put out to braille a card or something like that if if they lose a family member or something like that. Again, those touches 
that show that we're not just this organization for the state that doesn't really pay attention aside from like you're a number on the spreadsheet uh, and an email address that we have to send stuff out to every now and again. It shows that your value, that, that we see you and we care about you. And I think that's, I think that's invaluable. So um, I, you know, uh, I'll put out one more time again, if you are, if you're interested in joining um, Viva as a member, um, again, you don't have to be a veteran, um, family of, of a veteran that does not need to be visually impaired. Um, and uh, you support the cause of ACB, spouse, child, um, cousin of, family of, friend of, and, and you just want to help support the causes that are unique to veterans and as well that we support the causes that are unique to ACB. Um, again, that email address is veteransofacb at gmail.com or you can go to the acb.org website, click on affiliates, click on special interest and find me way down at the bottom <laughs> um, at the last <laughs> heading. Uh, and that, again, that gives you my personal email address and it gives you um, uh, my personal phone number and you're welcome to call up. So uh, again, thank you so much for, um, for having me on the show. It was, it was fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Sunday edition will be back after these quick messages. The American Council of the Blind plays an important role in the daily lives of blind and visually impaired individuals all over the country. Whether it's making products and services more accessible for the blind, advocating for appropriate education for blind students, issuing scholarships to deserving college students, fighting for accessible currency, along with a host of other issues, it takes contributions from all of us. You can help by joining the monthly monetary support program, MMS. It's a great opportunity for members and friends to make sure these efforts continue. What ACB does enhances all of our lives. For more information, go to our website, acb.org, click on the donations link, go to the MMS tab and enter or call 612-332-3242. And we're back. I want to go over again that ACB is launching the ACB family table. It's all surrounding the holidays. And of course, the first holiday coming up is Thanksgiving. So tomorrow evening at, I believe it's eight o'clock. Don't shoot me if it's nine, but I believe it's eight o'clock is the Thanksgiving recipe swap with Sheila Young and Jean Johnson, myself. We'll be opening that up for all of our members to share their famous holiday dishes, talk about the easiest and best ways to prepare a Thanksgiving dinner. We know that COVID is gonna make this holiday look a lot different than it has in the past. So ACB is also hosting a live staff and volunteer um, dinner the night before, the day before on the 25th. There will also be an open um, Thanksgiving gathering on Thanksgiving Eve itself, hosted by myself with a couple of friends. So if you are celebrating in non-traditional ways and want to join your ACB family, the ACB family table is where it's at. Under that umbrella, we are also having a couple of open community calls about holiday shopping. You may have seen um, families did theirs, and Ira did a call about a week and a half ago. We are also doing another one this Thursday night. There will be an online shopping guide on the 23rd as well. 
So this is all under the ACB family table umbrella. Please, if you have some thanks that you want to share, go to acbvoices.org. You can place a video, you can place an audio, and of course you can contribute in written form. I am thrilled to bring back a friend to the show, a friend in real life, my friend, and most of your friend, Janine Stanley. Welcome to Sunday Edition. Hey there, Anthony. Hello. Everybody hear me okay? I think we got you pretty good. <laughs> That's going to be the most dreaded phrase ever heard. I will warn you, my connectivity is not great today. Um, we have had some terrible storms come through here this afternoon, and uh, I am without power, so I'm going. Uh-oh, just as she's explaining. Well, we might have to vamp for a moment. Byron. <laughs> Don't you hate when that <laughs> Byron, Byron, Byron. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> All right. We're going like to have to vamp for a out. moment <laughs> until Janine comes back. So what have you used Ira for recently, eh? Byron? Oh, gosh. I love Ira. So um, I think one of the things I remember most recently uh, about Ira is that when, when Leah was at your place um the last time uh you guys were yes. out by the pool and um your your dog uh and 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 uh, uh leah's dog and was that uh gabriel's gabriel dog posh or, yeah yep. posh all three of your dogs were out by the pool <laughs> and and you guys were trying to get vander into the pool and get him swimming and he didn't want to do it and so leah's like i have an idea why don't we call ira and see if they can direct me in filming this and, and save the video so that we can watch it later. <clears throat> and, um, you know, my sighted friends can see the dogs playing in the pool and everybody can hear Anthony trying to coax Vander into the pool. It was so cool. I loved it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite features. I also have, um, I have them when I have a complicated mail. I have them take pictures yeah. of the pages of my mail and send them to me. Um, I've helped. <laughs> I'm using Ira a lot. I was very resistant at first. Um, you know, that pride thing, I can do this on my own or, you know, how much help can they really be? And then I started using it. And now, you know, it's a best friend almost. It's awesome. I, I have a client who's a hockey mom uh, here in Minnesota and you know, her, her kids play hockey and she hasn't really been able to enjoy the game since she lost her vision. And I told her about Ira and she she got the free, you know, the, the, the free minutes, you know, the, the free trial that you get when you first sign up. Um, mm -hmm. She got that and she she was just like, oh, my God, I was able to sit and enjoy this this hockey game that my kids were playing in and actually know what was going on without having to, like, bother my sighted uh you know, you know that was so cool yay well byron let me ask you one more question as we got janine back have you ever used ira for those annoying captures you were talking about just a few moments ago oh gosh well yes and 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 you know like team view a team viewer through um ira is really awesome to be able to deal with just like 
really hard to deal with accessibility challenges like CAPTCHAs and hard to navigate websites and processes where, you know, yeah, I could do this. I could totally do this on my own with JAWS, but the process takes so much longer than it does just to, you know, get somebody on IRA and say, you just do it. Just just go through this like list of songs I want to buy on Amazon and click, up, click them all for me so I don't have to go from box to box to box and click them all and then go back and make sure I didn't click anything I didn't want. Yeah. And, you know, anything complicated where there's money involved and you're like, I'm nervous that I'm going to screw this up. You can use IRA. That's great. <laughs> so we've got Janine back and hopefully your connectivity holds out. Thank I you so much. hope. I <laughs> certainly hope so. Yes. Thank goodness for hotspots. So, <laughs> well, well, gee, Anthony, what can I say? So, um, Ira is, is exactly all of those great things that Byron just talked about. And especially for online shopping, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. Which is going to be the focus of our call on Thursday evening. And we will be able to answer all of your questions if you join the call anything you might have but we're going to give a little overview now and we want to get into a little talk about social distancing too right Janine? Yes absolutely and some of the precautions because we had a situation where one of our, our explorers found something um, this past week that you know we hadn't really been thinking about and I know that COVID rates have skyrocketed I think we are in the purple zone right now and uh, here in Franklin County and in the county where I grew up in Ohio, we're the top two in the nation right now. Now, luckily, the rates have gone down significantly with closing everything and making sure that, you know, people are hopefully doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I have a feeling we're going back into another period of lots of restrictions. And, you know, what this means is that a lot of businesses are limiting capacity or they're taking breaks between groups of customers and they're actually closing. <clears throat> and they're not always putting up, you know, a standard closed sign. And even if they did, you know, what would that do for us? Well, one of our explorers encountered one of these signs and it was handwritten and it was on the door of a business and it said, sorry, we're closed for 30 minutes, you know, come back. Okay, well, that's not exactly helpful. Um, <laughs> and she actually was using Ira to get to the business to begin with. So the agent was able to see the sign and tell her about it. Um, but this business had all sorts of social distancing precautions. They had the, and I've got to train myself now to call it physical distancing. Um, as, as our dear friend Ron Brooks said on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure it was Ron who said it. If it wasn't, I'll, I'll give credit. Uh, but he said, you know, let's not, we don't want to socially distance. We want to be social. We just don't want to get close to people. So that's a physical thing. So yeah. they had a lot of physical distancing marks on the sidewalk and whatnot, but they also had limited capacity in the business. And so they had as many people in there as they felt safe having in there. And so they closed. And I assume those people could get out another way because, <laughs> but uh, um, it seemed to work. And, and also some businesses are doing some heavy duty cleaning, you know, for half an hour at spots during the day or different kinds of things. And your agents are, have gotten really good because they said, you know, people aren't going out a lot. That's very true. But when they do go out, well, you really need to social distance or physical distance, especially now. Um, 
with the rates going back up and us kind of going into the second or third wave. And so knowing when people are wearing masks, knowing where they are, mm-hmm. sometimes you can tell, a lot of times you can't. Yeah, and, and you know, it's been challenging for our community to have the physical help that we that we are used to getting from people. Okay, oh, we're standing over here. The line ends here. Come stand behind me. Let me help you get to the counter, whatever it might be. Yep. And now yep. you have all these marks on the floor. You have to, I mean, I know going yes. to CVS, you know, you have that little line where they have their yep. feet originally so you don't hear um, what's going mm-hmm. on in their diet, you know, in their medication conversations. Now you also have that whole area all, you know, um, physically marked out. This is where you stand. Yep. This is where the next person stands. Well, yep. the dogs don't know, you know, no, as, much as, you know as much training as we're giving them, they're kind of getting it and they're mm-hmm. understanding to a certain extent. But, yeah. you know, they want to get you to the head of the line. Usually they're oh, yeah, very eager absolutely. to work. Absolutely. And your team well, you know, can't especially tell you one what's of those on the floor. New York, New Jersey dogs, you know, they're going to go right to the head of the line. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Yes. Uh-huh, <laughs> but your team also, <laughs> you know, it would be so nice if the floor markings were tactile. Tactilely marked. That would be great, wouldn't it? Um, you <laughs> know, I, I, I'm pretty sure the sighted people would think that was a little weird. But you know what? That's okay. Because I think you know some of the sighted people don't quite get it either and unfortunately people because we're all so tightly wound up hopefully a little bit of that stress has been relieved after the elections now but boy people are just really keyed up and blind people have been yelled at they've been you know really verbally abused and uh, there was a an article this week that came out about somebody in the UK who really got screamed at by people because she didn't know where the, you know, the distancing marks were. She wasn't able to, she didn't see the rules, you know, it wasn't her fault, but boy, people didn't even want to hear that, you know. So what are some of the best questions to ask the agents once you connect as you're approaching a business or, Or, you know, you're out and about doing your, mm -hmm. you know, your errands? So I think the first one would be, okay, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go looking for things. The agent will typically ask you, but if they don't, would you, uh, could you watch out for the physical distancing? Let me know when people are are around me. Uh, Let me know if they are or are not wearing masks. Because, uh, you know, I used to go out on a walking trail here in my neighborhood, and I never wore a mask because I was outside and we all had plenty of room to step away from each other. I'm wearing a mask out there now. (laughs) And so just knowing who is and who isn't, because you never know who you're going to run into and what the circumstances are going to be, you know. And um, then ask your agent to look for any signage where you're going that may explain, you know, hand washing stations, the disposable mask dispensers, things like that. Um, And anything else, you know, hours of operation for the business or capacity for the business, um, any kind of signage that's around. And they're already keyed in to look for that now. Um, We've had enough practice, you know, over the past what, eight months now it's been almost, wow, Um, of, you know, helping people get around, but it's getting kind of like second nature. If you're out and about in public, your agent's going to be looking and letting you know. And if they're not, please ask them or tell them, hey, I I really need you to look for these things. And they can adjust their description on the fly. So that's not, you know, 
you're you it's your service you are paying for it and you need to get the information that you need so don't be afraid to ask or let your agent know that you want more description now ira opened up a cool program that um through some of us for a loop we some of us thought it was um physical activity based but um you guys are offering minutes to train with a um with an agent i guess that especially uh, train to train us in the best ways to maximize our IRA usage. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, sure. We have a program called IRA Active, and it is just that. Um, we match you with an experienced explorer, and we call our customers explorers. So if you hear that term around IRA, that just means one of our customers. But these customers have really, um, they undergo, you know, uh, monthly training meetings, but they're also really experienced at using the service. And you and that person will start up a dialogue either by phone or by email, whatever is comfortable. And they will give you some tips and tricks for using IRA. They will answer your questions um, like, oh, can I really use IRA to help pick up, you know, a, a mess that my pet made or my, my guide dog made in the house. I really feel weird. And your active coach will tell you, nope, you know what? Our agents do it all the time. No big deal. You know, or I don't know what to use. I don't, I don't know what I could use Ira for. What could I do? And your coach will give you some ideas. Well, how many times have you turned to a sighted person and asked, can you do this? Well, you know, there's your chance to use Ira to do these things on your time, not the sighted person person's time one of the things so that's that, our active program mm -hmm. absolutely one of the things that that came up for me recently that um i was blown away with and i'm sure a lot of users have experienced this over the last couple of years but for me it was a it was a first and i was like wow awesome you know we had um a power out and a storm etc cetera, etc cetera, and the thermostat is all um you know it's oh, controlled by yeah. uh, my device <laughs> it's also controlled by the phone etc cetera, etc cetera. but when the power goes out everything gets reset and yep. they actually looked the manual up while we were on the calls we started going through things we got you know we got it back online etc got it all back up and running but instead of me having to try to find a manual in a drawer in the midst yep. of how many manuals and okay take a picture and now read it yep. they pulled it up right <laughs> online and i was just like you know i know they do that for directions i've experienced that mm -hmm. etc etc never never ever in my mind would i have thought hey do you have the ability to look up this is the model can you look at the manual and let's and let's work oh, yeah. together on this Oh, that Saving is one of the beautiful at least 10, things. Minutes. Yes. yes, one of the beautiful things about, you know, it's kind of our personal assistant uh, part of Ira's service. Yeah, we describe things and we give you visual info, but we can also help you with things like that. All right, I have no idea what kind of dishwasher I have. Can we find the the model number? So we found the model number, and this this actually happened to my husband and I, and our dishwasher was off and it wasn't coming on. I'm like, oh great, I don't want to make a service call. It's the weekend, you know. There's got to be a reset button on this thing. So we called our agent and we found the model number and he looked it up. He said, no, there's no reset button, but I see a YouTube video here that says go down and flip the breaker and that should that should work. You can try it 
And so we went down and he helped us find and we found the breaker and everything. We flipped it and sure enough, the dishwasher worked. So it was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. You know, um, but he took the time, the agent did to look on YouTube and see, okay, what's going on? And sure enough, found a video. Um, we've had other explorers who got things like a Dyson vacuum, which if any of you have one, you know, it's got a million little parts um, to put together <laughs> and a million little attachments, which is great. However, um, you actually need to know how to put them in. And, you know, we've had explorers put things like that together. Ikea furniture. Um, that's a big one. Now, I, I'm weird this way. I like to just open the box and start, you know, oh, look, we've got all these parts. Let's make something. And sometimes I end up with like an extra, you know, leg or something like that. <laughs> and I end up taking it apart again. But, um, but our agents have done all of that stuff. So, and if they haven't personally, they will get on the dash while they're on the call and say, hey, can anybody step in and help me? You know, anybody have some tips? And the agents on the dash will, you know, send them links to videos or whatever or say now you might want to look at the, have them look at this part of the instructions or whatever you know it might be um, I recently put together a garden tiller that had the worst instruction manual ever and we we figured it out we, we got one part backward but my husband tried to put it together after reading the manual and he backward but you know so all of these things are doable. The stuff that you just say, oh, I'm just going to have to wait for somebody to come and help me do that. And you know, Anthony, ACB people can actually get discounted IRA plans. That's right. I think Tell a lot of ACB people do not know about this because we don't have many subscribers who do this. So we have what we call our power plans. And these are for consumer organizations of the blind and the ACB power plans. We've got our ACB intro power plan, which is $20 a month. So for as little as $20 a month, this sounds like an infomercial, gosh, <laughs> but you can actually get 30 minutes of IRA. Now that normal price is $29 for 30 minutes. So get a little bit of a discount there on the ACB standard power plan, you're gonna pay the same price, $99, but you're gonna get 20 more minutes. So you'll get 140 minutes for $99 a month. And you can also share, you can't share yep. on our intro plans, but you can definitely share. If you think I'm never gonna use, you know, two hours of IRA, I'm never gonna use that. Well, if you have a friend, you can share with up to two other friends or a spouse or whatever, um, who may have a different phone number and email, email address from you who might want to use the plan, you can actually share with them. And you, as the person doing the sharing, get a whole report of how that all goes, how many minutes they use, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people have done this to really you know, kind of maximize what they uh -huh. do with IRA and maximize, you know, their, their value there. So my partner and I being, being one, we, uh, we share our minutes and we maximize our calls. And recently Ira had to scale back the five minute initiative. Um, but when you are on those plans, you get one five minute session, I guess you can call it every yep. four hours versus one every 24 hours. So yep. you can really maximize your, your, you know, your tasks and stuff. I know we gather all the mail, et cetera, all the stuff that 
We need mm-hmm. some visual interpretation. You know, bang out those first five minutes instead of using, you know, 15, we used 10, et cetera, et cetera. And we do that a couple times yep. a month. So it really, exactly. you know, it really works out. And one of the things yep. that, you know, somebody told me early on when I was a bit IRA skeptic was, you know, mm-hmm. if you plan out your call, if you know what you need, and you have in your head how you need it done, you can direct the agent while the direction the agent is directing you and get the yep. the maximum um, you know amount of information in the shortest period of time and you know Absolutely. and save your minutes for you know when you really need it. I recently Absolutely. was in the airport and oh, oh my god gosh yeah. <laughs> the minutes well, were flying and I'm excited and I'm like, oh, because man. oh man well this is great because in your area Miami Miami Dade Airport has just uh, signed back up as an IRA access location again I heard I'm so excited Yahoo! <laughs> yes so you know and you think who is flying these days but there are a lot of people who still have to fly and who are actually you know observing the precautions and going home for the holidays and things like like that or having to you know head here there and everywhere for whatever and so the airports are uh, and it's that whole social distancing thing because you know imagine it, you can have an airport helper and there are safe ways to do it but it's a little you know oh gosh I'd rather kind of do this myself and minimize the risk to everyone you know yep. um and so yeah, I, I got a little nervous the first time I went to an airport after COVID, or which was, you know, right when everything was tightening down. And I had to take my mask down at TSA so they could see my face. And I was like, yep. oh, I don't know. <laughs> How far away are you before I pull this thing down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let me just do that. But But yeah. And then we've got all kinds of other fun offers going on. So you can get a lot of free IRA. I know we talked on... Um, the community call, one of the community calls this past week about how to get a lot of free IRA. And you can do that if you are a subscriber and you want to refer someone, there's a big old invite button right on the home screen. You can double tap on that. And from there, you can figure out, you know, any way you can send your contacts, your referral link. It's kind of like Uber and Lyft and Grubhub and all those places where you can send a referral link. And the person that you send that link to is going to get 30 free minutes. And once they make their first call, you get 30 free minutes. And I I have had people literally rack up four and five hours worth of referral minutes. Do those roll over? Do you have to use them in one month? No, no. They are yours forever and ever and ever. (laughs) Yep. Now, I'm putting you on the spot because I don't know the answer to this question, but are there any I were giving packages for the holiday season. <laughs> Actually, there are. Funny, you should say that. And stay tuned because we are going to have a special announcement about that possibly on Thursday, but definitely in the week to come as we have Black Friday coming up after Thanksgiving. But a lot of places are starting their Black Friday stuff already. Uh-huh. Um, we Walmart. will have, <laughs> you got it. Yep. And yep. folks, we have, you can get some free Walmart time with Ira. Get 20 minutes an hour for people in the U.S. and Canada at a Walmart store or at walmart.com. You can have your IRA free during that time. It's part of our Celebrate Access, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the ADA. But back to holiday specials. So we have had gift cards for a bit now. Um, 
and they are definitely here for the holidays. We have them. Um, the gift card gives you IRA dollars that the person can apply directly to their IRA account. They can either buy a plan, they can purchase minutes with that IRA uh, money, those IRA dollars, or you know, um, they can share a plan, et cetera, et cetera. So those are in amounts of 30, 50, and 100 IRA dollars on your gift card. So you can definitely get that for somebody. And the way you would do that is you can go to our website, ira.io slash gift dash 2020. I think there may be, oh, now I'm going to have to look, see, <laughs> I think there's a dash in there, gift dash 2020. But if not, you will be able to find it from our homepage, how to get our gift cards, because it is definitely on there. The one thing you're going to need is the cell phone number of the person that you're giving the gift to. So, and you can buy them for yourself. Absolutely. I think we all need to buy something for ourselves after surviving this far along in 2020. I think we all deserve a gift. Absolutely. And another interesting way could be that if you are on one of the 30 minute plans, if you want to up your minutes and then share as a gift with someone or two, yep. up, up two people, that's that's another way, great way to give some IRA to Ooh. those who might want to try Absolutely. the service and haven't yet. Yeah. So we're taking uh, a journey and towards. Stay a, tuned. Yes, stay tuned mm -hmm. for the big oh, announcement. Stay tuned because I got one more, but wait, there's more. Oh, because go ahead. You may know that we are partners with the good folks at Way Around. Yeah. And I'm not sure if everybody knows what Way Around is. They make a weight tags, which is an NFC uh, tagging system for identifying items. And we have a partnership with them. And we're going to have some big news coming up in the next 10 days or so about holiday gifts from Ira and Way Around. Nice. Well, hopefully you can tease us a little more on the Thursday oh, call. yeah. <laughs> and we are journeying towards that. I want to, you know, every time I get you on here and, and some of the community calls we've been on together, I always try to to uh, tempt you up into talking about Ira Team Viewer and Quick Support because oh, I think yeah. still it's just not as known as it needs to be, even in the Explorer community. So let's talk just a little bit about how Team Viewer and Quick Support can help you with your online sure. shopping and or other online tests, job home hunting, sure. applications, filling out applications, that old uh, pesky form control when you can't find that one yes. spot and it won't <laughs> and let it says, you click, click next. here and yes. nothing will happen or, you know, click on the something icon and what? So TeamViewer is a program that comes in a variety of different platforms. It's a cross-platform program and it's for screen sharing and remotely managing your computer. So it's kind of like the old PC anywhere for those of us from the dark ages. Um, but TeamViewer is a great program. It is free. There is a paid version, but you will just be using the free version for home use, no worries. And you can go to teamviewer.com and download it for your Mac or PC. And it's very easy to download. And we're going to be showing you this on the call on Thursday. And yep. we will have an agent there, one of our rock star agents. I'm not sure which one yet, but one of them will be on the call with me. And we're going to take you through a team viewer session. And we'll go and we'll do some shopping online with, with one of our partners, probably Target.com, because we like Target. 
and Janine needs is... some some coffee creamer. So that's where we're headed. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the perfect segue because the next leg of our journey towards our holiday super holiday call is talking about some of the partnerships. You've already mentioned Walmart. We all know about Walgreens. We know about some of the airports yeah. and some of the free, like I live in Miami. So whenever I'm in Miami Beach, the whole area of Miami Beach. Miami is Beach is awesome. Zone. They are like oh our second God. IRA Access City. Miami Beach and Milwaukee are IRA Access Cities. And that's what it could look like <laughs> if you know the world was an IRA Access location. And this time of year, having Miami Beach is an, you know, an IRA access zone. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So tell us about some of the other partnerships. We, you know, we have Target, Ooh, we have Walgreens, sure. we have Walmart. We've got a bunch of airports mm -hmm. and they, they're all listed on we the IRA, do. Web, on the IRA yep. web page. So you can find your airports. But what are some of the other key partnerships that that's out there right now. Some of the other key partnerships are grocery stores. We welcomed another grocery store chain, Meyer, which is in the Midwest. Um, nice. and, and Meyer also operates Fresh Time Markets, which are smaller uh, markets that deal with fresh produce and meat and things like that. And they are typically uh, near a Meyer store, but they're not part of the big box Meyer store. And Meyer is one of those big box stores that kind of has everything, um, but they excuse me, they do have a lot of groceries. And so we welcomed them along with Wegmans, which was our first uh, grocery store chain that we had. And we've had Wegmans on board since I think 2018, I believe it's been quite a while. Uh, and so having Meyer come on board and we're working with some other big grocery stores, folks. So, um, you know, get excited about that. And if you want your grocery store to be part of this, we'll tell you how you can get an access location to be part of IRA, you know, um, tonight, and also or this afternoon and also um, Thursday evening. But our biggest partner right now, and the one that we're, you're sick of hearing if you're an explorer probably, but <laughs> is Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's for social a, distancing alone. Uh, let, let me, Ron, oh, sorry about that, yeah. Ron. Physical distancing yep, yep, physical alone distancing. in a Starbucks. Yes. It's great yes. to have it as an access point. Oh yeah. That's what, you know, I thought. And what Starbucks did was they chose and they chose them folks we did not choose them so but they chose seven cities to test the program in from now through January 15th and once we're over this test then we advance to 50 more cities which will be a great thing because hopefully it will be in a location near you now our cities right now are Boston Baltimore Washington DC Minneapolis Los Angeles Seattle, and I am missing someone. I, I have that weird feeling I'm missing somebody. Oh, New York City. How could I miss New York? I always forget <laughs> New York City. How could I do that? Oh, man. But if you go into a Starbucks location, and these are the Starbucks, the, the standalone stores, not the ones that are like in um, a grocery store or a you know medical building or something like that. These are the, the regular old Starbucks stores. But if you go in there, you're going to have uh, up to half an hour at a time of free IRA while you're in the store. So that can take care of your waiting online. If you're doing that physical distancing, uh, you can look at the gift items because this time of year, they've got all the cool gift items, the holiday cups, 
um, the gift cards, all of that kind of thing. And I think I heard a rumor that they brought back the Braille gift cards that they had a few years ago. They had those. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember how long ago, but uh, I was 2017, I think Starbucks it was. Person. I think yeah. so. And that was so cool to have a Braille gift card. And I hear that they brought them back. So um, yeah. I may have to go and, and figure that out. But if and you, you can also bring to... a few pieces of your mail. Once oh. you get your coffee and you're at your table, you can also read a couple of pieces of mail before your 30 minutes yeah, are up. We'll, we'll kind of we'll go, well, you know, it's really not quite part of the offer. But, you know, um, the really nice part, though, is if you're meeting somebody, you know, it, this is a great way to figure out, OK, you know, where's a where's a table? Um, is this Starbucks even open right now? Because a lot of the locations have had to close, unfortunately. So can we find, even before I start out, can I find a location near me in the test city that's actually open? And, yeah. you know, we've had people who said, oh, well, I thought I knew where the Starbucks was and it comes, you know, oh, darn, it's closed. So the agent has gone online and found the one that is open that was close enough that they could get to it. So, um, you know, that's the kind of thing you can do. Um, but looking at all those pastries and all oh, chestnut praline, mm. Mm, mm. toffee nut, mm. <laughs> and, and the we muffins. Ask oh my god, the muffins! Oh my gosh, yes, people. <laughs> I like the pumpkin bread. The pumpkin bread is one of my, even though it's not gluten free, but it. And when they have the big giant rice crispy bars, those are magical. Yes. Yeah, so those are great. But people love egg bites. Oh my goodness. We asked, what's your favorite Starbucks food? Egg bites, but the hands down egg bites. So at being allergic to eggs, I will leave you to those, but um, they sound delicious. <laughs> and my husband tells me they are quite delicious. So, um, you know, go and enjoy. And even if you don't have a Starbucks in your area that's part of the test program, visit Starbucks. Let them know that you know, you are excited to have them testing Ira. And we, we say to people, you know, this seems like, oh gosh, it's a test. It's not in my area, whatever. But it really does help national, international businesses to see, you know, that this is technology that we will use. If you build it, we will come. <laughs> and that's how we got Wegmans, right? Didn't mm -hmm. it start out by customers asking for it? Yep. And Yep. Yeah. You got it. And that's really people say, well, how do I get a place to become an access location? And we tell them, well, you know, it helps if you know somebody up in the management of the company. But sometimes it's just showing the technology to a manager and saying, hey, you know what? I use this in your store. Do you know who in the company we can show this to so that we can have this as something that I and other blind people can use in your store. And those really do yield, you know, success. And we can send you to our access page, which is ira.io slash access. And there's a form on that page that people can fill out. And one of our access team people, our sales folks, will contact them and we can talk. Um, and this goes for, you know, colleges and universities, because right now, with some of the steps that they're putting in place with COVID, um, there is money out there for colleges and universities to use. And we can, you know, hook you up with people like uh, the Ohio State University, go Buckeyes, um, 
and they can explain to you how they paid for IRA for their students with this particular uh, <clears throat> pot of money. So it's definitely something that, uh, you know, you can look into. And Let's I check in with Byron for a second. Do we have hey. any hands going? Let us check. Um, I do not see any hands at the moment. No. Wow. So Janine, we are really excited about this call on Thursday. You're going to walk us through a team viewer. We're going to go through an actual shopping session. We're going to have an yep. agent who is available yep. to answer all the questions that our ACB yeah. community has. We'll go over those ACB plans again. Um, <laughs> and so tell me in the last couple of minutes, what's up with Janine lately and how is Roger doing? <laughs> well, Roger, uh, my guide dog, Roger, the little red guy, he went down. This was quite an adventure. So um, I retired him back in February and it, he was having some medical issues and he just the guide work was pretty stressful for him. And I talked to his puppy raiser, who's a wonderful lady who lives in North Carolina. And the last weekend in February, of course, right before everything exploded into, you know, COVID-19 land, I took him down and spent the weekend with her and her daughter. And she's got a retired dog and a dog that didn't make it through the program. So Roger has two golden retriever buddies. And he was mm. so happy to be back at the home where he was raised. It was so sweet. And she was all set to get him into a therapy dog program because that's Roger, you know. <laughs> Anybody who's met my dog knows that his his love in life is like being a therapy dog. Unfortunately, that got you know, kind of pushed back a bit by COVID, but um, there are still a lot of businesses in the Raleigh area that allow people to bring their dogs in, and so she will occasionally take him with her, um, but right now he and his buddies get to hang out with puppies in training, and so he's having a great time. Um, I think he, he is really enjoying himself, and uh, I have made some new friends, which, you know, I was friends with them before, but now kind of staying in their home and just enjoying their company, it was really nice, and uh, hopefully we will be, you know, we'll find a safe and effective vaccine soon so that we can get back to normal, yeah. because I would love to go back down and visit. Um, right now, I'm waiting for a new dog. And uh, I think it's probably going to be next spring. I was joking with the folks at the Seeing Eye because they, they said when I got approved back in February, they said, oh, we'll get you into a spring class. And they just didn't tell me which year. <laughs> so, <laughs> and unfortunately, with our, our uh, you know, infection rate just going off the charts, um, even quarantining is not going to be a good idea right now. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see. But and, and the guide dog schools, all of them have really had to struggle, folks. So if you see those donation letters for any of the guide dog schools, please think about it, because this is a tough time for any nonprofit. Um, but a especially programs like the guide dog schools where they rely on people coming to them or, you know, sending trainers out and things like yeah. that. It's, it's a hard time right now. Well, that's so. a perfect segue for me. Um, a school that is near and dear to both of our hearts, Guide Dog Foundation, mm -hmm. um, my puppy raisers, and my very good friend who I became friends with because the second dog that they raised went to a lady named Nancy in Brooklyn. Um, oh, yeah. We are now family. 
we oh. will all be on with um, Lauren Bergwin from the Guide Dog Foundation, oh. as well as Doug Wiggins, who is a field agent slash trainer. Um, and we're going to be talking about the life of a guide dog from full birth all the way up to a well-handled team next oh. week. So I awesome. hope everybody, Janine, joins us. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions about managing your partnership during COVID or you need to retire or go for your very first dog ever, they can give you their perspective on how they're handling things. Uh, right oh, now, it's great. It's only, um, you know, home placement trainings, yeah. but uh, they'll be here to answer all kinds of questions. And we're going to go through what it's like for a puppy from birth to well-handled team next Sunday. Oh, Janine, I can't wait great. until Thursday night where we can really dive into shopping with Ira and really get oh, everybody yeah. up to see to speed whether they're going to do their physical shopping oh god please wear your masks or do yes, it all please. online <laughs> we are going to walk yes. you through every which way ira can help you thursday evening 8 p.m eastern yay and please be there thoughts? and bring your questions uh yes. if anybody has any questions for ira you can email us support at ira.io that's a-i-r-a dot i-o and look for those Thanksgiving programming this week and next week. That is it for Sunday edition. Thank you so much, Tyson. Thank you so much, Janine. And as always, thank you so much, the man behind the scenes, Mr. Byron Lee. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to Sunday edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc please email celebration ac that's the word celebration with the letters ac at aol.com look forward to hearing from you and let's brunch again next sunday 